are living the authentic life and this is going to be one of my favorite podcasts ever. DJ Holland, Devante. Hi everyone. My new BFF, dancing mentor, um, guided, um, it's almost like a guided meditation that we have for an hour. That's what I was thinking when you said guided, I was like guided meditation. Yeah, so I, uh, the APAHA, Asian Pacific American Association group in Houston reached out to me and said, and specifically my friend Sineha said, would you dance with Dancing with the Stars? I'm like, oh my God, I want to do that. And then I looked at my schedule and I'm like, "Mm, I don't think I can do it. And I kind of crawfished back and I was like, and then we had this epiphany. Danette and I were talking and I'm like, I'm ready for a change in my workout. What if I said yes? Even after I said no, she's like, do it. And then we met and it was mm-hmm. like the angels were singing <laughs> and the curtains open and everything was light and bright. And he's like, okay, let's just dance. I'm like, what? He's like, I let's just dance together. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I can try to dance what together. Oh, we did something that we didn't even end up using. <laughs> yes. And so he's like, here, follow me. And we just started dancing. And it was magical for me. I don't know. I know you're like, who's this old lady thinking she can dance? Maybe I can make a dancer out of Anyway, and then we were in it to win it. And it's evolved. We've done maybe, what, 10, 15, I don't know, Um, sessions? I think we're on like, (laughs) yeah. That's about right, like 14, I think. And I just had Rob come in to introduce himself and I said Rob can you say something nice to GJ and of course Rob made it about him we love Rob but he makes a lot about him and he it was said, also a compliment for you though. it was also a compliment he said that I was now in shape and he might have referenced mm. my legs and my booty and so anyway <laughs> if in the process of me meditating I get a better fit body mm-hmm. it's all good for everyone it is so I'm here for it love appreciation I'm so glad you decided to do it though I know it's a little crazy so like me trying to say that yesterday oh that's okay okay are you coming in coming in yeah she's like look at how cute Danette's am I, am I but whispering just, um, it's just it's your like look at so how fun like all of her faces are it's making us smile and giggle bye Danette yes. <laughs> so um is that a water bowl that's Sorry. a water bowl for Grace Kelly so Grace Kelly has been with us for every yeah it's a plastic <laughs> water bowl like, what is she stepping over and exactly. I look down and it's a water bowl <laughs> okay look, when did you decide to dance like um, how old were you and did you say mom I want to dance or like how did that happen I started dancing in 2009 I believe but not like train dancing it was just like me dancing for fun so I think October 2009 Beyonce dropped the single ladies music video (gasps) and I was like obsessed with it so like every morning I would do the routine just in the living room and my mom would be like what are you doing 
but she would like film me all the time. So I have like footage. I should have bought so that. So it was 2009. But... That was cell phone time period, right? So she was doing it on her phone or was it oh, like no. a video it was recorder? Like a cam... It was like one of those. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because like... that was pre-phone. And it's exactly. like me doing the full three minute, 45 second choreography. And I had to do it every morning. And so my siblings, they're Filipino. So they would go to Hawaii very often and uh -huh. they would come back with these grass skirts. And so I'd have to do the grass skirt doing the single ladies <laughs> choreography every morning. And I had to make my mom film it every single morning but I, I feel like that that was kind of my gateway into getting into dance uh -huh. and so then after that I just started learning everything that was Beyonce related so tour choreography all the different versions of it like training yourself like, yeah just watching videos and mimicking it and that was it and so that, that was like wow. my obsession for a long time and then I started getting to more like industry style stuff so like uh -huh. i was watching like videos from like la and like from millennium and stuff like that and so then i was just like okay i kind of like this a lot but i still didn't know much about dance i just enjoyed doing so you it. weren't like going to dance class taking oh no my town we didn't have a dance studio okay well so like we did but it was like very small and like exclusive and uh -huh. like ballet and like that wasn't me but oh, yeah so it. i was just like teaching myself <laughs> oh god i love that so you lived in Virginia, mm -hmm. and yeah. so when did, how, how did you, did you ever train other people? Would people come to you and go, oh, you're so good, would you help me with this dance? Or like, when did that start evolving? Or when did you start um, dancing with friends? Probably high school. Okay. I joined Color Guard, which is like the flags and the rifles uh -huh. and like all that stuff. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I did that for two years and then did cheer my senior year. And then even then, I still didn't know what I was doing. I just liked movement. So then I ended up... So was your cheer more like stiff jumps, like all that? Mm -hmm. We did do choreography, which I got... That was like my first time choreographing something, which was terrible. But like I said, at the time, I still didn't really understand like dance until I moved here. And then I was like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be. So I ended up... After high school, I was meant to go to NYU. I went for three weeks, dropped out, because I was like, this is like a bunch of ballet kids. And so I was like, mm, no, thank you. So I packed all my stuff, went back home to Virginia, got the rest of my stuff and was like, I'm moving. I don't know where, but I'm moving. And then ended up being here. And then I because started. Because you had a friend, you saw an no, article. You... Um, well, <laughs> two things. There was a call thing for I was answers. doing like research and there was a studio and I was like, oh, they're pretty good. And I wasn't ready for LA yet because it was like too big. Yeah. So I was like, I need to start somewhere smaller. So I was like, okay. Houston has a good dance community. Plus, I was like, Beyonce's from Houston. <gasps> no So it kind of like way. all tied together for me. So I was like, you know what? I want to dance for Beyonce. So I'm going to move to Houston. And then packed all my stuff and came here. And oh my God. That is so brave. That was like November of 2017. That is so brave. And you got into NYU and then we're like, I don't yeah. want to do this. Mm -hmm. Wow. I like worked so hard, did all my AP classes, um, exams, literally I graduated like a 3.9, I believe. And so I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go to college and be a dancer. But then I got there and it was the complete opposite of what I had been learning on like YouTube and like stuff like that. And then I was just like, this is not So you were accepted me. as a dancer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I'm sorry. Even though technically I shouldn't have been, but because of my academics. Yeah, they, yes. Yeah, because you fine. didn't have all the training that yeah. went. Mm-hmm. Wow, It's kind okay. of embarrassing though. <laughs> what part of that? Like it's all so brave and so like... strong and so dreamy mm -hmm. for you. 
so few people come up with a dream and then do Just it. Just do it, yeah. Because my mom wanted me to do nursing. Okay, we were talking about that. Yeah. Because you were saying um, <laughs> you had a thought about that or physical mm -hmm. therapy. Yeah, she was like, do minute. nursing. And I was like, okay, if that's what you want. But then I was like, no, like, let's meet in between. And then I, we came up with like physical therapist. So I was like, okay, perfect. But then I was like, last minute I decided no. <laughs> Even okay. though everyone was telling me not to do dance, I still did it anyways. Because even my um, college advisor in high school, uh -huh. she was like, yeah, I just think you need to do something that's more stable. And then it'll like, uh -huh. Uh -huh. which I understand, especially coming from our town, they want you to like, you know, get a stable career that like pays well. But I was just like, mm -mm. you couldn't pay me enough to work nine to five and hate my job. <laughs> because you're so passionate about dance. Mm -hmm. and. But it's a dream job to be able to choreograph and work with people and dance. Oh, so yeah. It's you... me not even answering that question. I'm... I know. So, no, no, it doesn't even matter. Uh -huh. It doesn't yeah. matter the question. It just matters where the conversation yeah. goes. So how did you meet Bernil? Um, So I met her in 2018 through one of my dance directors um, that I was dancing for at the time. Okay. And I ended up subbing for him when his classes. Uh -huh. And then from there, she was like, how do you feel about teaching full time here? Ended up just coming in teaching one class and then ended up becoming a weekly thing until I moved and then we kind of like parted ways which is and fine. then you moved to Hawaii um no I moved to LA first okay that's to right. work mm -hmm. and then went to Hawaii for four months because I got a job offered there worked there for a little bit and then while I was there there was like this cruise line that was there during oh, yeah, auditions love story and me I don't do technique. Mm -hmm. Can I fake it? Yes. Do I do it? No. I try not to. But they were like, just do it. Just go for fun. There are, you're already here. I might as well go. And I was like, you know what? Let me just go for fun. So I ended up showing up. And like right after the audition, they were like, can you like, it was like me and one other person out of like 12 people that showed up. And they were like, can you two like stay behind? And they were like, okay, we want to record you guys. And then we're going to send it to the casting people. But we think you'd be a great fit. And then we filmed. And then after that, like as soon as I had got back to my room that day, they were like, sent me an email. And they're like, okay, we'll see you in two months. Um, have yourself Crazy. packed for six months. So I was like. Six months on a cruise around the world. That was the plan. Yeah. But I had still, like this was in April, I believe. And I didn't plan on leaving until like June, like end of June. Uh -huh. So I still would have been in Hawaii, but they were like, okay, we'll see you in two months. So I was like, I don't have time to still work here and then go back to LA and get my stuff. So I was like having to like shop and like get things together. And like, it was just a mess, but I ended up really liking it. Went to Orlando or not Orlando, Tampa for uh -huh. rehearsals for what was meant to be four weeks rehearsals, but ended up being two and a half months because they only casted like four of us out of 12. So we had to wait like <laughs> a month for them to like keep casting people. Oh, and wow. then we finally like August 10th is when we flew to Denmark, Copenhagen. Is that in Denmark? Do you I believe that? so. I, it, it's okay. We're not great at geography, but it's, it's yeah, somewhere in Europe same. and it was yeah. super cool, right? But yeah, it was just so Do people fast. wear clogs there? Not really. They yeah, just look no, like everyone else. Exactly. You have this image of Denmark. Mm -hmm. and I think Europe in general, people have like a... a it's like, do we have a yeah. horse here? I don't have one. No, no. yeah. I don't ride to... I like more horsepower people in my like car, though. You guys though. have horse and carriage Rob, there? I prefer an AMG. Wait, is it... Or, sorry, really quick, random topic. Is it horse and carrot or horse and carriage? Carriage. <laughs> but the carrot is what you feed them. Because I, I thought I read somewhere that someone was like horse and carrot. 
<laughs> well, they could have. It could have been feeding them carrots, but I'm not familiar oh. with that term. Hmm. But that could be the name of a band. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they were like, yeah, do you guys have horse and carrot? And I was like, carrot? That was carrot. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. But in Virginia, you had horses. Mm-mm. Well, it's not horse farm area in Virginia, not really. I mean, I, I don't know. My town was so small. Like okay. my graduating class was probably sixty people. Wow. Yeah, we all went to the same elementary, middle, high school, so we known each other for like twelve years. Like crazy. Straight. Okay, so you meet these people, you go on this cruise, mm-hmm. and then you're dancing. Tell me, tell them the the schedule because I thought the schedule was amazing. So the schedule, I was thinking, oh God, I'm going to be dancing every day. I'm going to be burnt out by the time I'm done, but we don't have extra rehearsals or anything. So when we rehearse in Tampa, that's all the rehearsals we do. So when you get on the ship, there's no like, okay, come in Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays and Uh rehearse. You have usually from Uh 7am when we're in port until 8pm. And then you perform at nine usually wraps up an hour and a half and then go home. Or Can you imagine home, that like, the whole day? They would go, he would literally, you got to see the world. Yeah, so it was a different port every day. There were like maybe Just two go, or three Just go play. Stops. And your job for the day was to interact with the people with on the, the boat. With the guests, yeah. So with they the were guests. very big with that, wow. yeah. But what was I about to say? I forgot. But then there was a moment that was challenging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They kind of changed the course so of your trip. We were performing, I think it was like the rock and soul shows, like uh-huh. all rock music. Uh-huh. And I was like midway through and I was like, there's like this weird pain in my side. I was like, I don't know what it is, but it's not feeling great. So I was just like, okay, whatever. Kept dancing, kept dancing. We get to the end of the show and all of a sudden there's like this big excruciating pain. I'm like, my appendix just ruptured. Like I'm like side stage. I'm like, I'm pretty sure my appendix just ruptured. And they're like, no, like if you, you would be on the ground, like if that happened. I was like, no, there's like a really sharp pain. Like, I don't know what it is. So show ended. I'm like crying back to my cabin in like tears. And then I just started sweating profusely out of nowhere. And then at the same time, I'm freezing. And so I'm like calling the nurse and mind you, it's like midnight this time i call the nurse and she's like do you know we're sleeping <laughs> you're like i should be sleeping like, but my body's not cooperating yeah i literally was like i'm not just gonna call just for fun like i was like i have an emergency so they end up coming to COVID test me and like all that stuff and it was negative and she's like i think you have like gi which is very common on cruise ships right yes and i'm like Girl, this is Girl, more this than is GI. Not GI. I was like, I would know if I had, you know, I was like, I know my body. This is, this not, is something like yeah. different, like, because I know. So they did scans and they were like, we don't see nothing. So we're going to have to send you to um, a hospital, port, to hospital on land. Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. So I had to wait till the next morning for that to happen. Get off port. We're in Ibiza, by the way. Uh-huh. Didn't even get to explore. I had to go straight to the hospital. So I was like, and I was looking forward to this one because, like, I've always yeah, wanted to go to Ibiza. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to go to Ibiza? Exactly. So get to the hospital. They start doing tests and they're like, um, have you been drinking, like, tainted water? And I'm like, huh? They're like, well, you have a liver abscess. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, like you have, like your liver is completely filled with pus. Like you're probably, you probably have like two and a half weeks. Otherwise you would have been unalived. Yes. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Yeah. Thank and God like, I got out. And they're like, usually this weeks. comes from like drinking the water in Mexico. And they're like, 
so that's probably where you got it. And I was like, well, now we haven't been to Mexico. And they're like, why aren't you on a cruise ship? I was like, yeah, but we're in Europe. Like, we don't go to Mexico. <laughs> I have a geography lesson for you, doctor. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we did we not even... stop by. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we haven't been to Mexico, nor do we plan on going to Mexico. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, no. So the only thing I could think of is when I asked for water when we were in Portugal. But like, I figured it was like filtered. I don't know. I don't think about those things. Like, I know, I'm, but like, now you do. But now I know like bottled water only, like where we go. But that's the only place that I had drunk water that was like, because uh-huh. you know, in Europe, they have like the big, what do they call those? Like the vase. It's like glass. Yes. And they like pour it into the cup. Carass. And they just bring the home. Yeah. They mm-hmm. have the carafe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're in the hospital. They're like, we got to have emergency surgery or we need to put IV Yeah. So they had to take, yeah. um, what is that thing called? The catheter? Yes. Ugh, yeah. Drilled a hole, stuck it all the way down my side. Sorry. It's like trigger warning. All the way down. And then I had to like sit for like six and a half days with this tube hanging out my side while it drained. So guess what happened? From what happened to the, the boat? Liver. Oh, <laughs> that's another thing. So I'm like sitting. This is before I even got the mm-hmm. procedure done. I'm like sitting in the hospital bed. I'm like texting my friends. I'm like, guys, this is so crazy. And then next thing I know, some random guy comes in with all these bags and I'm like what the heck and I look and it's all of my suitcases from the ship yep. that they had packed for me and dropped them at dropped the them hospital at for the him hospital. and then he hands me this envelope and it has my passport and my Siemens um, book and he goes thank you have a nice day and then leaves <laughs> yeah. the room crazy right so I'm sitting there passport in my hand like, looking at I all of my now? suitcases and then he comes back and he goes so the cruise ship is leaving leaving in an hour and I'm like okay so I'm like doing the call button thing and I'm like uh-huh. so the bus the bus, I need the, to bus leave. the boat is leaving in like an hour yeah, so like we to have go. to get out of here and he's like oh you have to stay for four weeks you have to stay a week for this to drain and then an extra three weeks for you to uh, stay on antibiotics I'm like bawling my eyes out by yourself bawling my eyes in out Ibiza. in Ibiza foreign country no family no Friends, my no company's way. not even there yeah. like I'm just there Crazy. and thank god I know Spanish because the doctors didn't speak any English which like I don't wow. like it's like their country obviously but like you know if I hadn't I just would have been like so out of yeah like I just would have been like Okay, yeah. so my favorite part of it is, so what did you do to pass the time? So, so for like six days, I think, it was like six and a half days, they finally pulled the thing out, but they were uh-huh. like, you have to stay for four weeks, like you're not healthy yet, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, I'm going insane. It's already been almost a week, so mind you, I'm still attached needles. To the IV, yes. With, and I have to roll the thing around anytime I go anywhere. And there's this huge balcony on my room. So I like... <laughs> roll everything out to the balcony and I put my airpods in and I'm doing full on choreography <laughs> like full on like dancing standing up like arms swinging with the needles in me like hair whipping going to the ground doing floor work and it, I look down and like the this- lobby is like right here and it's all the doctors looking <laughs> looking like this at me and I'm just like, like is this a joke oh, well. exactly because I'm sure they're probably like this guy is like not a okay. little like, crazy he's a little cuckoo he needs to go to the so mental ward the nurses come up and they're like you need to rest like it's like what are you doing and I'm like oh I'm I'm a dancer like this is what this I is do what I was I like do. this is what feeds my soul dance. like I have to do it. and I was like I feel fine I know my body like I'm okay so 
I'm just doing choreographing, dancing, watching videos, and I'm like, okay, I'm learning this. Boom, boom, making TikToks, Instagram reels, the whole nine yards on. So how'd you get back to the U.S.? I kind of forget that Um, part. So that was also challenging just because Uh my company was in, they're based in Miami, Uh even though we had rehearsals in Tampa, but they're based in Miami. So the time difference and we could only email, it was very, very difficult. So I was like, I need to leave. But they were like, well, if the doctor doesn't clear you, then you can't leave. Oh, that's right. You mm-hmm. checked out on your own. But they were accord. saying that I need to stay for another three mm-hmm. weeks on antibiotics. And I was so confused because, like I said, I know Spanish. I can read the IV bags and everything, yeah. even though it's, you know, whatever. And they're like, yeah, we're giving you antibiotics. But they were giving me sodium chloride, just fluids. Oh, that's right. And you instead figured it all out. Antibiotics the entire time. They gave me antibiotics during my procedure, but after that, they were only bringing in sodium chloride. And I'm like, this is not like you're telling me you're giving me all these things that you listed, but I'm only getting sodium chloride. So I was like, oh, I'm leaving. So I sent pictures to the, the company too, and I was right, like, right to show them. Yeah, that and you I was were... like, look, this is what they're giving me, and they're saying they're giving me antibiotics, but they're not. And they were like, well, if they don't clear you, then you can't go so i was like well this doesn't make sense so you're just gonna keep me here i was like i want to go home i can forget about the shit i just want to go home so so where was home did you go to la no virginia back to virginia actually. oh like yeah. home home like home home because i needed to see family i was stressed i was crying every day other than the dancing but so i told them i was like i don't care what you have to do i was like if i can't come back and work for this company i don't care send me back home like i don't care what happens so just send me back home so i had to voluntarily discharge myself from the hospital and after that they still would not let me go home so for i had to stay in ibiza for an extra two weeks oh wow in a hotel which is fine because they paid for it and i got to explore ibiza afterwards so oh, i'm not too God. upset but i was just upset because i just wanted to go home even though i, I know like yeah. i couldn't even enjoy being somewhere different if that yes. makes sense just because i was no, like because it's the mindset on how you yeah, I was there. like, I just want to go home. Like, I just need to make sure, like, I'm okay, okay, if that makes sense. It does. So you go back to uh, Virginia, and then what mm-hmm. happens? You decide to stay there for with family. I and- stayed there from when did I get out? Like September. I think it was September. Thank- September until like November ish. Mm-hmm. I stayed with family, and then got to see my grandma, my brother and sister, all my high school friends. It was very very much needed trip especially because i haven't been home in like a long time since i moved because i'm always like go 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 work 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 but it was just nice to be back home but then after that in november 8th i was like okay i'm ready to get back to it so i went to new york and auditioned for virgin voyages and then they offered me a position and said i would start in january of this year so i was like okay perfect but i wasn't ready to like come back to LA or anything yet because uh-huh. I fell in love with New York the second I got there so I was like great this is fantastic so I ended up staying all the way until like January 5th so wow. from November 8th to January 5th I stayed in New York learned about their dance community there met some new friends it was just nice spent Christmas there New Year's Eve there which I've always wanted to do because I've that's just something. Christmas in New York. Hello. Exactly. Hello. So what? And it was just like I pictured. And it even snowed. So it was just 10 out of 10 for me. But then came back to Virginia, packed my stuff, and was like, okay, it's either stay here, wait for the cruise ship, go back to LA. What do you want to do? 
So it was like cruise ship or LA. And I was like, well, I guess I'll do the cruise ship. So I ended up letting my lease terminate and was just like, okay, I'm not gonna renew it, just whatever, whatever. Then I, last minute, right before, I think it was like a week before I was supposed to leave for the ship, I was just like, I don't wanna do it. Something's telling me to just take a break and just not do it. And so I didn't, and then ended up coming back here just to visit uh, friends and stuff. So I was like, okay. And then I was like, well, now something's telling me I need to stay here, but I didn't know what the reason was at the time. So I had planned on staying here for four days. That was it. Four days, go back, and then do the cruise ship. That, that was my plan. But then I was just like, I'm not doing it. Forget the cruise ship. So I decided that it was a perfect time for me to like give back to the community because the Houston community like brought me up in dance. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's my time to like just, I've treated myself enough for like the past year and a half, two years. So I think it's now time for me to like give back and like, just take a step down and like really educate and like especially the Houston community because they don't really have leaders anymore it's just a bunch of people who say they're teachers mm-hmm. just to say they're teachers really they don't really like have a purpose behind what they're doing so it's like for me I'm able to come here educate about the industry I'm here to build strong dancers I'm here to like encourage like the young women that have like self-confidence issues especially like v-dance that's why I love working there because it's all girls and I can just help build their confidence because I feel like a lot of them kind of struggle with that so I'm just yeah it's a lot of like different directions I was going with but I'm glad that I ended up staying here just because like now I've been able to like fulfill a different purpose as an educator all this yeah it's so in line with I meet people and I feel an energy about them and I feel like they have something that makes them authentic Mm -hmm. and when I break it down it's first and foremost purpose driven it's really not just about what they do but it's the why of what Mm -hmm. they do and um the most authentic people are open to new things but have an amazing ability to discern what's Mm -hmm. best for them next and i think that purpose driven is what makes you so unique for your age group too, mm-hmm. for being, and for your occupation, because a lot of people are so creative, but they're, and it's a love of dance, but a not, but then to have a love of community, but then also a value of family and a value of friendship. Mm-hmm. And then to feel that true connection to wanting to make a difference, that gives so much fulfillment mm-hmm. for the journey is to know you've made a difference for someone. And that's like, that's really all I wanted coming here, like in deciding not to do the cruise ship was just to make a difference in the community. Cause like, I feel like, like I said, they don't have those resources. And like also another part is like growing up, like I said, I didn't have those resources. I had to self, like it was self-taught. Right. So it's like now that I have a platform, I can now give resources to the kids that were like me that didn't have resources or were too scared to try things or, you know, just didn't want to put themselves out there. And now I can give them access for those who do want to go into the professional world or not professional. They just want to grow as dancers. So it's like, 
it just fills my soul to just be able to and it's that. incredible that um malcolm gladwell wrote the book the outliers and he said to become an expert you have to put ten thousand hours in mm -hmm. that's his and mm -hmm. actually he didn't even create that number but there was someone else but he made that coin that phrase in a way that everyone associates mm -hmm. it with him but you were putting in your time, even though you weren't going to a dance studio. And I think mm -hmm. that's really interesting because people now believe that, well, I have to have a mentor. I need to have classes. I need to have this time. And it's like, no, you got a phone. You mm -hmm. have access to YouTube. You can teach yourself. You can do it. You can be who you want to be mm -hmm. if you are passionate enough and you yeah. put the work in. The work. That's the all it work. is. Yeah. Every time I've gone to meet you, you're already there every mm -hmm. time i've asked if you're available you're available you are so exceptional in the way you look at it and i'll say what did you do this weekend and you're like well i danced i don't know what else like it's just <laughs> such it's so funny because that's true I'm like, it's just such a part of who you are mm -hmm. it's your everything it's what yeah. it's called ikigai i don't know if you read that and what i sent mm -hmm. to you but um so ikigai is a japanese term and it means when you find what you love to do and what you can pay, get paid to do mm -hmm. and what what makes the world a better place you can mm -hmm. do it in such a way that you lose track of time Hello. and you reach yes. this state of flow mm -hmm. and i wasn't sure in the beginning when i was considering dancing i wasn't sure if it fit in line with my purpose because my purpose is to take care of bella who's having some health challenges and to focus on my business and be supportive of my team here because mm -hmm. they're my family and to be emotionally available for rob and i thought this is selfish like you're saying i had mm -hmm. to but then sometimes you realize that like in being selfish and setting your soul on fire that and that's what that hour a day mm -hmm. a couple days a week has done like it yeah. set my soul on fire in a way that i had to and you said that yesterday in the video we made i had to put everything else aside and i think when you're a dancer and like you love dancing your heart mm -hmm. that in order to do it whether you're a golfer or a basketball player or yeah but when you love it everything else goes away and you're just mm -hmm. there with your partner or you're just there it's just in your head different experience i think like for me like anytime like i don't care if i'm in the studio from 7 a.m to midnight if i'm in the studio i'm in the studio like 100 percent. like i don't care what i have to do with that home or if like i'm just going through something like personally like i when i'm in the studio i forget about everything and that's what i love because i'm just like I'm invested in like myself and my happiness and my purpose and like if I'm like teaching someone mm -hmm. I can just like see the joy that they're getting out of it and I could tell that they're enjoying themselves and that they're learning and that they're bettering themselves mm -hmm. and that it's not even about me I could care less it's more so about like just being able to witness someone else enjoy a space that I've created if that makes sense Ah, I love that quote. Someone else enjoy a space I created. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of what we want to do with our Instagram. Like we are sharing all these things because mm -hmm. we want to bring joy to people. We want to share the energy. And I think that's what people really connect to is energy. Mm -hmm. And you have such a 
Yeah, because people tell me all the time, they're like, I love your Instagram videos. You just have so much energy. And yes. they meet me and they're like, you're just like your Instagram. And it's weird because I don't post like videos of me talking or like uh-huh. pictures. Uh-huh. It's just all dance videos. And they're like, yeah, your Instagram matches you perfectly. Because uh-huh. it's just me with my tongue out and like. <laughs> Having fun, doing all your It stuff. is. And that's like, the thing about my style is like, I'm not very advanced. I'm really not. Like, I don't do like very. Because when you jump in the air and you do the splits, it feels advanced to me. I don't know. It just felt advanced. It's funny because, (laughs) let me say this little side note. I was like marking that, and he goes, Okay, I'm filming mid turn. (laughs) And so I'm like, (laughs) I know that. I like go to turn, and he's like, Okay, I'm filming. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. So I had, because I was just going to mark it. Yeah. So I had like no plie. The split was barely a split. And I was just like, oh, this is so embarrassing. I hope they're going to look at that and be like, wow, he was marking. But it's because I was marking. It was just mid recording. That's not our main thing. He's mm-hmm. gonna, Dan's going to film us the night of our main thing. That's good, though. So you, if you watch the first one, no, you have to watch the next mm-hmm. one. <laughs> no, yeah, literally. I just thought that was, it was funny because I was mid turn and he was like, okay, I'm filming. And I was like, perfect. Okay. So, like, if people like me, what weren't doing dancing with the stars they would literally just come to v dance and dance with you like Um, you do group classes or you only do privates or you mentioned something about this new dance class that you're doing yeah so the way the dance world kind of works it's like you can work for a studio which is like what am i saying hello english like what i'm doing which is with v dance yes where i come every day after school work with the kids and you know they're part of the studio but then i also go and just teach randomly at like other studios like soundbox for example okay i'll just go and like teach a seven o'clock class or i'll rent out my own space and just host my own classes okay and then just people come out and whatever whatever um, and how do you market those? Through your IG? Yeah, just Instagram posts, okay. make flyers, posts, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Um, but now I'm in the process of starting what I call Industry Fridays, which yes. is like usually classes, not usually, like classes in Houston are hour long, mm-hmm. which is very, very short compared to other places that are like an hour and oh, a half, really? two hours, okay. like LA, New York. So my classes, they're always going to go over an hour. Like mm-hmm. there's just simply, you could not, I don't care what your rules are. If you ask me to come in and tell me I have an hour, I'm going to go over, like mm-hmm. I'm going to go over at least 30 minutes. Like there's just no doubt about it. Like so, to get into the rhythm, like to learn. Not that. even just so people can actually learn. Okay. Cause like an hour, like it's going to take me at least 30 minutes to properly teach somebody like teach a group so that everyone's comfortable doing the choreography like i don't want to just come in and like okay here we go we're gonna go one and two and three and four five six seven eight okay we got it moving on here we go next count is like that was me when i did advanced tap yeah at the met i was like can we go back to the step ball change (laughs) i didn't get that remember me in the step ball change (laughs) yesterday i was like (laughs) and it's like that's okay (laughs) something's just yeah, it's like, that's okay if I'm auditioning for Lady Gaga or something. Right, like, like, or, that's how you yeah. teach someone. Or when we tried out for um, the Houston Texans cheerleader. No, we didn't, but our friend... Oh, I was like, y'all yeah, better. No, our friend said, come to this dance class. It's really entry level. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. And there were all these girls trying out for cheerleader that had, like, full makeup. It was like cheer And prop. me and Danette, and they were like, sassy walk. We were like... Do we even know how to sassy walk? 
true. I look for it. <laughs> that's really how they start. They're like, we're no, going to walk. They're like, five, six, seven. <laughs> You're like, what? What's the... <laughs> No, because we've done this. Literally, they will do that. They just keep moving on and moving like, on. I and didn't it's like get this double change. And like, I'll tell my students like before class, I'll be like, "Look, if I'm going too fast, please stop me." Because what it is is like I already know the choreography. Right. I've already taught it before, so naturally, I just want to go through it quicker. So sometimes you just have yeah. to be reminded, like, slow down, like, hey. Yes. And I'm okay with that because, like I said, sometimes I'll be like, "All right, let's roll," and they're like. <laughs> can you and like in my class we're very like raw like we're at, yes. it's not like a mr dj can you um <laughs> just go back like people will be like like go from the beginning like yes or they'll be like no i'm not moving on until you go back and review that yeah. and like i like that energy because it makes them comfortable and they're not scared to ask questions because i feel like that's a lot of spaces sometimes is like they get scared to ask questions because the choreographer gets annoyed and they're like, yes. And you ah, never the... took, I, um, never took a, I'm the instructor. You're the student. Listen to me. And what I loved is sometimes I would do the step wrong and you're like, show me how you're doing that. And then you do it and say, maybe that works. And then other times you're like, nope, that doesn't work. You're doing this foot. And I just, from a leadership, just from a, again, from podcast to podcast, looking at people people who teach or inspire or mentor. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was such a great um, way to lead people, like do it with them, see the journey, mm -hmm. be part of the journey in the trenches with you, yeah. feeling it, understanding the why so you can get to the where. And I think so many leaders are so... Um, today or so in a place that, okay, I, I put all these 10,000 hours in. Why question me? Because mm -hmm. I know the way it should no, be. Yeah. And you mm -hmm. just have such different energy than that. I like to observe because, like, that's part of being an educator is you have to, like, you're still learning yourself. Right. Like, it doesn't matter how of an expert you are. Like, you're still always learning, especially in the dance world. You're always learning. So, like, you can learn from watching someone who's a beginner dancer. They might do something and it's like, you know what? That actually does make more sense than what I'm doing. So let me, or like something like, I've actually never seen someone move like that, but it actually looks kind of good. Mm -hmm. And like, you can take something from it mm -hmm. and like turn it into something. So it's just mm -hmm. like, you can always learn from someone. doesn't matter if they're advanced or if they're mm -hmm. beginner, never danced before. It's just, you just have to be observant of your students. Okay, so this Industry Friday, at mm -hmm. what time is oh, it? Oh yeah. yeah, hello, Let's that was go back. 30 conversations ago. I know, we get so ago. excited. Um, yeah, so Industry Fridays is really, every Friday I wanna do like a minimum of two hours, uh -huh. probably two and a half, just depends, of just prepping people who do wanna go into the industry, because mm -hmm. we don't have those classes here, like we just have oh. regular one hour classes. There's nothing for Houston dancers to actually be prepared for the industry which is sad because we have like a couple people like no shade but we have a couple people in the industry that do come that do come that have like went out and like worked at big jobs and like have done things and then they still live here but they come back and they just teach regular classes okay or they'll randomly start like a training program or something but they're not actually giving crucial information that will benefit them when they actually get into the industry. They just think, oh, I've done A, B, C, D, E, F, G, pay me $150 to be a part of my program, if that makes sense. Okay. As opposed to, I've done this, 
you pay this and I'm gonna give you all of the tools, all of the resources. I'm gonna show you how to network. I'm gonna show you how to brand yourself. I'm gonna show you how to oh work my God. on so important. social media. Because it's like, you can't just be a dancer. Yeah, it's Now so you have to be much. a dancer and you have to share your dance and you have to meet people and remember it's them. Especially and then you, you have, have to knock agent. on their door and then you have to take the no and then figure Hello? out how to make them. Yes. yes, because it's, it used to be you could be a dancer and then it just yeah evolved because like yeah and like with industry fridays like i just want to have those long sessions where we can dance i can show you how um stage choreography works mm -hmm. i can show you how to network how to mm -hmm. brand yourself how to build a dance resume how to make wow. a dance reel you know just all these things that will actually prepare you and like get you to where you want to be wow and then also it's catered mostly towards people who don't have agents because like in houston there's no agency you I have know. to go to like LA or New York or Atlanta. Okay, so there there are only modeling agency and acting agencies, mm -hmm. not dancing. Yeah, there's agencies. no one like that'll book like a tour for Beyonce or something in Houston, which is weird because you would think we have Houston such is, a music and yeah, creative but there just hasn't yeah. been. Which wow. also side note, that is something in the future that I do plan on starting is okay. That's so operating a business mm -hmm. where I can represent dancers and like get them to where they want to be. So right now I'm just kind of doing that low key, but that's mainly my purpose with Industry Fridays is just to build industry dancers the right way regardless of like how much they want to offer like you know because i'm not gonna sit here and be like okay now pay me 250 dollars for whatever whatever mm -hmm. that's not the point the point is is how can i get you to where you want to be how can i help you get to where i am and where i want to also aspire to be? because like i said i'm mm -hmm. still learning myself too so i don't know all the ins and outs but i can tell you what's worked for me so far mm -hmm. if that makes sense it does now i um well, I can share now. I felt like it was kind of weird to share earlier, but I watched Pitbull at the rodeo and I decided I wanted to be a Pitbull backup dancer, but then I saw him in Vegas and I saw those girls. I was like, okay, that's not ever going to happen because they're Wait, much more quick <laughs> forward than I feel comfortable That's not really Pitbull, is it? <laughs> Pitbull was at the... Um, Aren't they impersonators? No. Like the Pitbull and... Pitbull. Hello. Yeah. Pitbull Pit and... Pitbull dancers? Uh, Are there... No, like... Pitbull, Pitbull, like the artists, like aren't those? Yeah, they're just impersonators. I don't know. It's not actually Pitbull and like Jennifer Lopez and all them. Like they're impersonators. Oh no! In Vegas, I watched him come do it. Those, yes, those are <laughs> impersonators. Completely agree. But I watched him Sorry. in concert. In the way oh, okay. that okay, concert. I went to his concert. Yes, that was really okay. I do appreciate that though. But um, and I was just like, because <laughs> they would life. do those like um, like split things and then go over, and I was like, yeah. okay, that's never gonna happen for me. But the whole shaker booty thing, like that they do yeah i was really so inspired about that that's my favorite but again i think this is so um it just hits all these bells and whistles with me that you're um like when i talk to people that really want to make a change in their community it's not like um and i demand disruption that wants to change sex trafficking and hope bioscience that wants to change stem cells and you with dancing it's not like you don't want to just help one person. It's so much broader as you want to create mm -hmm. something that can be repeated over and over and over because that's where mm -hmm. the change is. And I think that that's what's so 
fascinating is to meet people that think in that way and to, I never knew all this about you. And then to note, to feel this mm-hmm. energy of authenticity, but find out that it's all these things yeah. that, that layers. layers that are pretty similar. And to let people know that if you're committed to doing the work and you show up repeatedly with real, true, heart behind it Mm -hmm. and really wanting to make a difference that the universe or God or whoever your belief system, I believe it all works in your favor when it's meant to be, but you also have to be so aware of feeling what's right Mm -hmm. and in tune with keeping what's around you safe and healthy Mm -hmm. and positive. That's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, they are always like, why did you come back to Houston? Like you were in LA and like you were just yeah, this, this is and so you beneath you yeah. overseas. And yeah. like, for some reason, it's really weird. The dance community thinks when you go somewhere and you come back, you didn't make it. Mm-hmm. And that is the most toxic thing in this community. Cause like mm-hmm. people are like, oh, like he didn't make it in LA or he didn't whatever, whatever. No, I could be anywhere I want to right now, but yeah. I'm choosing to be here. I, this is where I want to be that should not be an issue. And they're like, yeah, but you could have made so much money if you did another contract or if you did this or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I know that, but I wanted to come here. Like, this is what I decided. This Mm -hmm. is what I want to do. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Just first, like I said, for some reason, the community thinks just because you go somewhere and you come back, you didn't make it. And I'm like, I'm actually very successful, but you don't need to know that. It doesn't matter where I'm at or what I'm doing. Right. I can be fulfilled and in a place that feels really good to me without having to check a lot of boxes Mm -hmm. and to know that that path is going to change. And when you do it, maybe it doesn't give you everything Mm -hmm. you thought. And that's such a big part of where we are with Bella and her journey and thinking about college. She's got these mindsets. Like if you do this box and you Mm -hmm. and show up here, like you were at NYU, which I mean, that's like a dream mm-hmm. for dancers to get into NYU. And you're like, yep, this doesn't suit me. Yeah. I just, no, thank you. Just crazy. <laughs> it's so funny. Like it's low-key kind of embarrassing. Cause like my high school, we had like our advisor made like cupcakes with everyone's school and we had to like show the logo <laughs> and it was like, hi, my name is, well, I had my government name. Well, not my government name, but my first name is Nicholas. Uh-huh. So I was like, hi, my name is Nicholas Holland and I'm going to NYU. And then it's like me dropping out like, <laughs> <laughs> like a couple weeks like, later. Like, what did you do? You threw your old future like, away. They made like, we had to like record ourselves. Like when we first got to uh-huh. the campus in the farm, uh-huh. like, hi, my name is Nicholas Holland. And I'm at NYU and this is like a day in my life or whatever, whatever. Cause they would make like these compilations for like our class for us but all that's to watch. incredible that they're doing so much to on the other side of it to um give these kids to show them that you mm-hmm. can become what you want to be mm-hmm. and that so do they still reach out well like i said are you talking about my high school yeah so like i said the high school they were the ones that told me that i shouldn't do dance but Uh-oh. yeah but they were i will say they were very big on like getting people out like they were trying yeah. to get them to go to like 
bigger big schools. universities that are like further Give away, them things like that. Yeah. But it was just for some reason she was like, yeah, like just dance is not stable. Like, but I get it. I mean, it's like fashion doesn't. My family told me forever that yeah. fashion would never translate mm-hmm. for me, and I couldn't make money yeah. in it, and I couldn't live the life I wanted to live. And mm-hmm. and, and my look at family me. was the same way for a long time. Like my mom, yeah. she was like, I don't. She just didn't understand the industry. She just yeah. thought like. I was paying this money to go to like studio classes and then like coming home and like doing nothing. Yeah. If that makes sense. But like I'm paying to like train and like, you know, I'm getting the full experience. It's my college. I look at it like it took me four years before I started like teaching and doing all these things. Like you went to school. Yeah. So I was like, it took me four years to train and get to where I am. Just the same as it took someone four years to go to college and get a degree. And now they're working like same for me. Just Mm -hmm. no school. Yeah. Just paying money to take classes. Either way, I'm still paying. Exactly. Like, I spent thousands on training. Like, dancers spend so much money. But I was going to say something earlier, but I don't remember what it was. All right. Well, we're wrapping up. Do you have any final comments? No. I think that's, yeah, I don't know. Well, I just want to say. I went by so fast. So fast. Hello. I want to say, I couldn't say it yesterday for some reason, but now I feel like I can Mm -hmm. say it. I'm going to win the competition. Like, I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to feel embarrassed about it. I'm going to win, so I'm Mm -hmm. putting it out there. And you're going to have to go to YouTube and search the Vintage Contessa, Danae Cremosta, Devante, DJ, Colin, <laughs> dancing names. with the stars. Mm-hmm. It's a, a production. Pop. It's a production. Hello, it's a production. It really is a production. It's my favorite. I live for it. I just know yeah. no one's going to come out the box like that. No, it's going to be incredible. Maybe we should go last so everybody I really think doesn't we feel should. bad. <laughs> we can ask for that. Yeah, I'm like, okay. All right. But yeah, that's all I have. All right, guys, keep living the authentic life. Chase your dreams because you can catch them. Hello. Go with your gut. Surround yourself with good people. Do the work. Mm-hmm. Create a safe space for people. Ooh, like mm-hmm. that. Okay. Bye.